Welcome to the Ty and Rye, the Finance Guys podcast, covering weekly investment news, important financial topics, and expert interviews. We want to help you become more knowledgeable about the financial world around you. This is not an offer to sell you anything, and remember, past performance doesn't indicate future results. Now your hosts, Ty Hansen and Ryan Robertson. Hello and welcome. New podcast today. Ty, how you doing? I'm well, buddy. How are you? I'm fine. We're like 20 feet you, away from each other. You, you look like a fish out of water. <laughs> yes, we are in the same office today, but we had to do separate rooms because <laughs> we need two mics and we didn't have two mics. Because we can't figure this out. <laughs> oh, we're doing better, though. But hey, we're in the yeah. same room. So I could walk over to you. You could walk over to me. We could high five. I could. And yet we're recording separate from each other. Yeah. It's really fun this way. I think I think there's an analogy there with uh, with the world today. There you go. We're that further is. apart, even as we're trying to be closer together. That's right. Great analogy, Ty. Way to go. It was a great analogy. I oh. love it. Yeah. Let's dive in. Uh, we kind of came Ready. up with this Let's one uh, just in the last little bit. We thought it would be a great idea to talk about uh, the advising world. Kind of, kind of how you may need to figure out who your advisor is, what their background is, what their license is, what they're supposed to do, not supposed to do. Yeah, that's what right. we're going to talk no, about today. Yeah, how does this whole world work? Yeah. Hey, um, just one thing too. I think we talked about it last week's episode. We were going to do the annuity episode today. Yeah. With uh, w- with uh, one of our good buddies, Mark Rogers. Um, but uh, he ended up having some stuff come up and it wasn't able to work with us. Uh, or we weren't able to connect this week. So most likely in the next week or two, we'll record that with Mark. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's coming up in a, in a little while. So yeah. Just be ready for that. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. We're going to start having guests. We're going to bring people right. on, other uh, experts. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're sick of us. We've got, we're getting enough traction here that people are like, I want to be on your podcast. So now they're joining us. Yeah, that'll right. be fun. Pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. So let's uh, let's get this going. Let's talk a little bit about uh, if you're going to go to somebody to help you with your retirement accounts, help you invest money. You really want to know and understand what is their job in this, because there really are different ways for people to interact with you in investments and accounts and advising. I mean, we're using the word advisor a little little bit loosely in this, right? Like Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anybody who's helping you with your accounts is technically an advisor, but legally those kind of mean some different things. Right. So, well, it, it, even it's interesting the way you say that cuz technically if we want to get really confusing here, let's do uh, the our the pro, my prosper team is technically a registered investment advisor. That's the company. Yeah. RIA. So an RIA is is a registered investment advisor. That's a that's actually the company. Ryan and I are what you would what you technically would call an investment advisor representative. So we're an IAR of the yeah. RIA. Yeah. To get confusing. Mm-hmm. So then even in our field, technically, just using the term advisor isn't the right term according to the SEC. So it even the SEC makes things really confusing. As so as normal. It's crazy stuff. As normal. Yeah, as normal. Federality right there. So maybe uh, uh, we'll talk about 
some of the basics, like if you're engaging in somebody who's actually helping you invest your money, they probably are going to fall into one of a, a couple of different categories. So you mentioned one of them, what we are, investment advisor representatives of a registered investment advisor. Now, what that carries with it is what's called a licensed uh, advisor, meaning it's a Series 65. Now, again, we're going to get into all these numbers and stuff, but but I would say this. If you're watching this and you are or listening to this and you actually have someone that you work with, it's kind of an important question to ans- ask them, what license do you hold? What is the technicalities of what you really are? So that's one of them. Now, the other one that I thought of that it, people may be engaging is what would be considered a broker-dealer, which is different. But you can break that down. What's the difference between RIA, broker-dealer? Um, so, in fact, it's, I actually started my career with a BD, with a broker-dealer. And it is a little, there's a few different licenses. Um, for the most part, a, a broker, so, well, and even too, let's break down broker-dealer. That'd be fun. If you're a, if you're a broker you're brokering the stock trade, meaning I'm bringing two people together, right? So I bring the client together and I bring the exchange trade together and help you know facilitate that. That's what the broker is. A dealer is when you're actually selling your own investment products. So, so it's, we use that term, a lot of people hear about a, well, or even like Fidelity, like I work with my stock broker, like again, stock broker, where I think a lot of people know that term. That's what a, that's what a BD is. Um, and so, and a lot of times the BDs, the broker dealers, just they're paid a commission for the transactions, the mutual funds, those kinds of things. Um, and we'll talk about too how people are getting paid. We'll talk about that here in a little while. Um, but but so that's the biggest difference is an RIA, registered investment advisor, broker dealer. For the most part, they're pretty similar. A little bit difference in how they're paid, but. Uh, really, we're only in giving investment advice, whereas the broker or the broker dealer, they're kind of handling a, the transaction. They're brokering the transaction, if that makes sense. Which, which is kind of funny because we can still do that. It's just, yeah, anyways, they're we're pretty similar. There's there's a few things you're going to talk about here in just a second. That you you know some of these ideas we've got of different different licensed people, but um, we're the most similar in in the financial advising world, broker dealers and RAAs. Yeah, one way that I've thought of it that's a teeny bit of a difference between them that helps me. The investment advisor is considered a fiduciary. So their objective is to do what's best for the client. Like that's the bar you have to hit. You have to do the best thing for the client situation. In a broker-dealer sense, you just have to do what's good for the client, not what's best. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, I, I don't know if I would go with that distinction between the two. I mean, just just only because, like, so. I mean, broker dealers, and I know a lot of broker dealers. They they still, you know, they still have you know that that concern for clients and doing the right thing for them, like we do, right? So that's the whole reason I'm not like I don't like that exact definition of them. But I, I would say the big difference is. Like we really don't get paid like any kind of a commission from the sales that we transact, right? Um, but yeah, technically we are we are fiduciary, so there is a little bit of difference there. So, 
The biggest yeah, difference. All I was trying to say is, is that there's a little bit of a difference, Ty. You don't have to get yeah. mad at me for it. Right. Uh, well, I am a little mad. So. <laughs> the, 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 the biggest difference, the next person you've got on this list is um, insurance agents. Yeah. Well, because that's, that's a big one just because you may run into people that are, you know, they're talking about annuities, uh, either fixed or fixed indexed annuities. They don't have to be a licensed advisor in any way to help you do it and basically sell you one. So that's a really big thing. So we're talking about just a life insurance agent. That's all they have to be. And, and, and exactly. And, and like we may, okay, not to bag on life insurance agents. Cause again, I've got a lot of buddies, guys and gals that I've worked with that, that that's what they do. And they do a really good job. Um, the problem is um, what, what I, what, what I see where I see it being problematic is you'll get insurance agents where it's like, Hey, this specific insurance tool is the best financial tool for you. Right? Well, that's really the only tool they have available. And it's like, I just, I, I don't like that. Right. Because you kind of, you kind of, yeah, you're kind of, Anyways, you get it's it gets a little messy. So yeah, Ty's uh, Ty's trying to protect himself from from making anybody else mad that he knows. Just so everybody understands. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I, I don't know enough people that it matters. Yeah. and I don't. No, care. but just kidding. But but, that, but 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 this is the whole point of what we're talking about here, right? Is is there's a big difference between how we're function or how we're structured, how we're paid, how we're functioned, right? How we function, and so that that's why we want to make sure that that people understand that is. Just because you talk to somebody that, that does insurance or, uh, um, yeah, or however they're, they, they may not be necessarily giving you the same exact style of advice that, that we will give because of, of the yeah. way we're set up. Yeah. Big difference. Very big difference. Good and, to and, understand who you're working with. And really, that just, the difference comes down to, that was loud. Hope nobody heard that. Biggest difference is is that it comes down to kind of how people get paid, right? That sort of that sort of determines how people actually are going to offer what they do, advise how it affects how they advise, it affects how their business model works, and all of that translates down to you, the client, you, the person that's got the money that's wanting to invest and wants the help. How is that affecting me? So let's, uh, let's kind of go through. You mentioned it a little bit before. Talk a little bit more about how what they would expect if they were with, say, us, the type of advisor like us. What would they expect? Right. So, uh, I mean, we'll technically sometimes we'll use insurance products, right? Because because uh, you know, you and I are like insurance licensed, right? Because that that's a different world from the advising world. Uh, but primarily, we aren't paid to we're not paid a commission to sell a stock. We're not paid a commission to sell certain things. And so really, and you're right, we are fiduciaries. In fact, the way that the SEC regulates us as an advisory firm is periodically that, you know, they need to know, okay, how much do you have? uh, How many, you know, what are your assets like? What is your liquidity like? What is your company? Are you financially healthy? Things like that. So they're really like, they they really look deep, right? To know how, how responsible we are. Um, uh, so not only that, it, it's kind of weird, but we have to prove, which is kind of, this is what's interesting is it's, it's such a qualitative thing, but we have to prove that we understand and know each client individually and that we're offering advice that was specific to that client and the best 
putting their best needs forward, right? And so versus if again, if you're an insurance agent, it's like um, like you, you there's still regulation, but but you, they're not technically a fiduciary. They don't have to. Yeah. Anyways, and they're sold. A, they're they're sold a, a commission when they sell that product, right? And it might be four or five percent. So if you put hundred grand in, they may make you know five grand, right? And so and, and the same thing too on on the BD side. I've seen that with mutual funds. Sometimes they get sold. The, the, the idea is our ongoing relationship is you know if we don't perform, people fire us and we don't get paid the next month. Right. Whereas if I bought a, if you bought an annuity from somebody and all of a sudden you're like, or any life insurance, a universal life or whatever, or you bought a mutual fund and you're like, eh, I don't really like you anymore. You're still in the product. You've, you've fired the person you're working with, but you've still paid them for it. Right. So that's really, it's, it's, we're kind of more of a longer term relationship, ongoing relationship structure with, with our clients. Yeah. Well, and the, the, the term to, for, uh, investment advisors are kind of what we are. Uh, AUM fees are generally what they would could think about as far as like, well, what, what does it cost? What am I paying for that? Flat fee that doesn't go up and down based upon how or what you invest in. It's just based on the total amount that you have with whatever the advisor is. And, and really, I mean, if, you know, if we're, if we're looking at this, that's why we built the company the way we did is in, in my opinion the 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 reason that i structured prosper the way that you know out the gate was i want to always have my interests aligned with my clients right meaning if we can outpace the market we make you more money this year that means a you made more money and b i got a pay raise for next year right because now you're you're paying me on more money right so i feel like versus here's product a b and c pick one Awesome. Here you go. Here's product C. Have a nice day. Right. Very, very big difference that way. So, so that's, you know, that, that's, that's really the way we're structured. We get paid. We're not commissioned, you know, it's ongoing. Um, and I, and again, in my opinion, obviously take it with a grain of salt, cause this is how, this is who we are. Um, you know, that's where, that's where I felt like it had the highest alignment of interest with, with the clients. Yeah. So, and, and, and uh, if you're in a broker dealer situation, we mentioned earlier, you're getting paid a commission on, the actual investment that you choose or the investment that's being done, whether it's just a stock that you're buying or a mutual fund or some other sort of uh, investment strategy, it's a commission. Same with life insurance and the annuities. It's a commission that, that uh, someone will make. So the, the, the reason that that, to me at least, is important from an investment standpoint, an investor standpoint, is it helps you kind of understand the incentives that may be there. It doesn't mean that a broker-dealer is doing anything wrong making a commission. There's nothing wrong with that. But it should, in your mind, go, okay, well, I need to maybe do a little extra work on this just to figure out, is it the best thing for me, too? Because the commission's fine. You're going to pay a fee to somebody somewhere, somehow, generally. Um, it's just you may need to do a little extra work to figure it out that you for sure feel comfortable with that. Right. Um, a great example of exactly what we're talking about. Uh, I, I had a, one of our clients... Uh, she has she has her old she has an old 401k she's getting ready to roll. Uh, she actually told me of of a group that approached her, and and I can't remember how they connected with her, but uh, the, the the person was with a life insurance company. And his advice to her 
was to cash everything out of her 401k and invest it into a specific annuity. 100% all the money. All of the money. And 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 this is a, this is an example of of the really kind of shady bad end of that spectrum that, that just drives me crazy, right? Because a, you can still roll retirement monies into an annuity. You don't have to cash it out, right? The tax implications are huge, right? I mean, she was going to pay a ton of tax if she did it that way. And, and B, tying up all her money into one annuity is, is a terrible idea, right? Not, not good at all. And so, um, yeah, anyways, so we walked we talked through it we talked about the pros and cons I'm like well okay let's let's look at the the annuity they're wanting you to invest in uh you know we even found some some pitfalls with the one they wanted to put her in i was like eh, this is the, even the product itself is not that great of a product but exactly to our point right it's like what was the motivation what was the reasoning for the investment advice behind that person they were making a huge commission off that right they were trying to convince her to put four hundred thousand dollars into an annuity which yeah it can produce a good income stream but no, not the right thing at, at all. Horrible. So, um, I, I do actually want to. I do want to jump into a little tangent with this. Um, tell people understand as well. So, there's the difference between advisors and how we're structured. There's also a few different structures that don't include an advisor, right? So let's help people understand that too, right? What I mean by that is, if you go to um, Robinhood. Right, a lot of people know Robinhood. Most people listening probably have a Robinhood account. Right, yeah. You go to Robinhood, you're not paying. Uh, their kind of whole platform, and that's why they're Robinhood, right? Steals from the rich to give to the poor, right? You're not really paying any platform fees. I don't think they have any trading fees. I, I, again, I don't think they have any fees whatsoever. It depends right? on how much you trade. If you get flagged. You're like a day trader, they and can, yeah, yeah. So there's a there's gotcha. a certain amount of things you can do in a month. You can't can't do okay. Gotcha. So, but even at the whole point there is is no fees. So so you don't have anybody giving you any advice, right? There's not really any fees to get in and out of you know buy and sell this you know whatever. Now they don't do any retirement accounts because there is a layer of custodial fees, right? So like if you're at Fidelity or Schwab or whatever, most likely with and especially with a retirement account. Right, Robinhood doesn't do retirement accounts. You only have an individual, I think, and maybe a joint account. Anyways, you can't, because uh, I have an individual account there. I don't have, I don't, I, I don't know if they had a joint account. I can't remember. Anyways, my point is, retirement accounts. There's a lot more reporting that has to go on, so custodians will usually charge you for that. On average, you're talking maybe ten to twenty basis points, which is so that's like zero point one percent, zero point two percent. Right, those are some fees you pay every year. So, so th that's, that's some cost you may incur. Uh, some, a lot of people most likely listening have a 401k of some sort, right? Maybe you're, you're with Fidelity. Maybe you're with Empower, Thrivent, uh, TSP, Voya. Exactly. The, so, so again, the, there'll be a custodial fee there. Plus you may have an admin fee for the 401k because 401k plans are a they're expensive and they're hard to manage, right? So, so there's no 401k company out there doing the administrative pieces for free, right? So that might be another half percent to 1% a year. That's not investment advice. That's not what Ryan and I do, right? Right. So, you, oh, so again, you got to realize those, those fees may be baked into what you're doing, but you still haven't even come to the level of how is my advisor being paid, right? Um, 
and, and, and then and then if you take a step further, your 401k plan may have, they may say, hey, if you want to have an advisor help you with this, you know, schedule a call with us. That you would be paying additional monies for too, most likely. So, and then, and then one last piece too, because there's even more, there's a lot of layers to this. If your 401k is invested in a mutual fund, the mutual fund itself will have fund fees for the most part, right? There are some out there that are considered no load, but even those, there's can still be no load, meaning no fees, but there can still be fees on the back end. So let's break that down again. If you have a 401k, most likely there are custodial fees with Fidelity or whomever. Then you have the 401k plan administrative fees. Then you maybe have an advisory fee. And if that advisor is using mutual funds, you have mutual fund fees on top of that. Okay. So every step of the way, there can be fees associated with that. Right. That's, that is really the more layers you add in this industry, there's a cost to it somewhere. Yeah. And I think it's uh, important to know that, that you just have to understand all those layers, somebody's doing something in those layers and they're getting paid somehow. And you're footing the bill as the investor. Just, just the, there's just no other way to do it. You're footing the bill for it. So the more layers you put into it, that's just how it's going to be. And, and, and I would say we, we, we bring this up not to shock and awe, not to frustrate people. It, like that's, again, it's, just, it's, it's part of the business, right? We want you to understand what's going on behind the scenes just so, you're, just so you know what's going on, right? Because once you're done, it, like let's say you leave your employer and you're eligible to roll that 401k, well, those are some things to think about. Right? Do I want to leave it in this in this platform with these mutual funds and this this advisor fee that I'm paying for, or do I want to shift it somewhere else that doesn't have any advisor fees and I can just pick a basic, you know, strategy that doesn't have any extra mutual fund fees or anything? Right? You may be able to save your save yourself a few percent a year by doing that. So these are some things for you to just be thinking about how the world is structured on this finance side and how it works. Right? I will say again, selfish plug for us. Right? We don't use any mutual funds. Right? I mean, sometimes if, it, if it's a good fund, we may use it, but we use what's called exchange-traded funds, meaning they still have a charge in the year, but they're like pennies on the dollar, if that. The average, mutual, the, the average annual mutual fund fee is about 1.5% a year. We don't, we don't charge, like the 401ks that our clients use and their, and their solo 401k plans, they don't cost anything. We don't charge any fees for that, right? We've, really, we've tried to go through, and again, I am a little selfishly motivated here, but I just want people to understand We've built our structure out such that all those layers that we're talking about, we've eliminated as much of those as we can because it's just excess garbage. But again, it's not necessarily the end of the world if you have them in your in your accounts. Just understand that might be going on behind the scenes. Yeah. So, and that's a good point because a lot of t- times people um, will get approached by different groups. They're going to see ads online or they see some sort of I don't know an in- invitation to a seminar training. And what they'll have is somebody coming in and talk to you about how to invest your money. And it's important for you to understand, okay, is this person an advisor? Uh, what is the license that they have? And how are they going to get paid? And how are they going to make money in this process? That shouldn't deter you necessarily as much as it should spur you on to say, okay, well, where does that necessarily fit in with me? Because you may just even run across the life insurance agent who their whole game is is annuities and that's really all they can help you with 
but how does that fit into the overall picture of your plan? That would be good to know because you could say, okay, well, I want to do this with you, but I'm going to go talk with this person because they're an advisor and see how that fits in with a, with a more, with a bigger plan. It's just a way to really kind of meander your way through a lot of this because, you know, even as you and I have started into this, kind of knowing the ins and outs of what the license is, which license you have to get, it can be really confusing. And uh, for, for an investor, it could be almost impossible to understand. So oh, yeah, knowing exactly. some of this basic stuff is really important. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like, I don't really think, um, in fact, there was a, I can't remember. I, so I'm not, I don't, I don't know where to, you know, where to confirm this information from. I can't remember the, the, you know, you cite your sources, right? I can't remember off the top of my head, but the, uh, I want to say maybe it was like a Vanguard or Fidelity or somebody produced a report where it was like they polled like 20,000 Americans and asked what they thought. What do you think are, how, what percentage of fees are you paying for your 401k? And like 70% of Americans, 70% of the people were like, oh, I don't, I don't pay anything for my 401k. It's like, oh, no, actually you are, you're paying for it. Right. And again, it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's just, but you're to your point, knowledge is power, right? We want people to understand how does this work? And that, that's like you said, you said it perfectly. Anytime you've got a layer in there, chances are you're paying for that layer somewhere. And the other thing too, is it's not always represented in a line item of like, here's your fee. It's just, you see it in performance. Right? I was like just gonna, mutual fund. Yeah. I was just going to tell, I, I was just going to say that because, um, uh, you know, one thing I did back in the day a lot is I would look at the prospectus of a mutual fund for some, with somebody and say, here's the mutual fund you have. Here's your 12B1 fee. Here's your expense ratio, right? Here, your class B shares. So here, here's what that means. And, and, you know, almost every time I was like, oh, I didn't even know that. It's because it's just baked into what the fund is. You just don't see it. So... You know, a lot of times that's just really, really key in being able to ask those questions and transparency of where's the fee? Where are you making your money? I don't care, but where do you make your money? How does it happen? And if they can't answer the question, likely it's because they don't want you to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, the, other thing, the other thing that's kind of frustrating too is, uh, and, and I'll go back to the insurance side of the business, um, the way that they will show projections sometimes it's like if you that, that's another thing too when you're looking at this not, not only not only vet how somebody is structured and how they're paid but vet what they're showing you in 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 their investment recommendations because you can make a, a whole life policy or a universal life policy over funding or an annuity you can make it look really sexy right look really sexy with with no years of zero credits right? Meaning, meaning they're saying, yeah, the account's going to credit every year. Now you may have something that's a guaranteed fixed account that may pay you a guaranteed three and a half percent a year, 5% a year, whatever. And that's fine. That's, that's what you'll get. But it's not, that, that's, that's not always the case. And so that's another thing too, is you want to make sure, okay, how will this thing perform in bad years? Right? Don't just, because, and, and I guess, I guess I'm a little bit, um, I'm a little bit, uh, sensitive about this this subject because i have gone up against other advisors quote-unquote advisors who the people are like well yeah if i put my money here it looks like it'll do so much better i'm like yeah it's because they're projecting that you're going to get you know 10 percent a year that's not guaranteed i'm actually showing you something that's more realistic to what you want 
So yeah, go with them. But then if you end up, you know, like you got oversold something that's not really going to happen. Right. Those are some, some things to be, um, anyways. So yeah, that's, that's where, that's where there's kind of that big difference there. So. And I, I would throw this out to, uh, which again is kind of sounds like a plug for us, but it's kind of not, but it is, let's just say it is. If someone is talking to you about your investment plan, your 401k and your IRA, and they're not sort of thinking in terms of all the different facets of it, current income, retirement income, different buckets of investments that you could do, ways to diversify. They're just talking to you about one thing. That's the first red flag that should go off in your head and go, okay, they're just talking to me about one thing. How does this fit into the bigger plan? And then if they don't talk to you about the bigger plan, then you just automatically know, oh, they're just selling me a product. And I can then assess whether or not that product works for me or not. But just know they're, they're, they're likely not an advisor or they're at least not doing their job right if they're actually talking about your investment plan. And again, it doesn't matter if they're going to do an annuity. Um, that's fine. Just know they're not putting that necessarily into the bigger picture of, right. of your world plan. Exactly. Exactly. I can kind of help you assess that. Right. Exactly. And again, again, there, there may be a reason like, again, so if you go to a real estate agent, they're going to specialize in real estate and they're going to do a good job on a, on a real estate transaction for you. Right. But, but does that real estate agent know exactly what to do with your estate? Do they know the best way to structure for taxes when it comes, you know what I mean? It's like, and we're not saying that we know how to do all those things, but the way we're structured as a fiduciary, we have a responsibility to understand and discuss tax implications, retirement implications, uh, commissions. I mean, you name it. it. Like literally, that's how we're audited. Is is do you know? Like, are you you know are you are you properly uh, you know uh, reviewing these kinds of things for your clients? Do you do you realize that this person maybe needs this type of income this way versus that way, right? So yeah, it's like. It's fine to to be in a situation where you're getting like maybe your life insurance agent sells you just a term policy and they give you a, maybe you want a little bit of permanent insurance so you get some universal life, and they connect the two and and that's it right that's good that's a, that's good that's really really good, but then yeah to exactly your point if they start diving into well maybe you should overfund this because it's going to be the best retirement it's like uh, wait a second what what's the motivation here right that's that's a big big thing to think about so. Uh, one last thing I, I wanted to bring up, too, um, is kind of vetting people that you know. There's ways that you can at least look up the background of the person, and if you can't find it, then they may not be telling you what they are. So we're talking about uh, there's there's a, a two different places, I think, for advisors. You go FINRA is one of them. I don't even know what FINRA stands for. Financial uh, Investment it, yeah. Night. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't Repercussion Association. I don't know. FINRA. <laughs> F-I-N-R-A. But it's, a, it's an agency right. that we have to be licensed through, and they monitor investment advisors. Um, you can just go to FINRA.gov, uh, I believe. Broker check. Oh, broker yeah, well, check. There if, you go. If, if, yeah, and SEC, yeah, there's the SEC and the FINRA. There's both. There's a couple of different ways you can come at broker. It's basically just if you Google broker FINRA check. or SEC yeah. broker check. Right. Yep. Even again, we're not technically a broker, which is kind of funny that that's the system. 
but you can find you can find Ryan in there. You can find me in there. You can and, and again we have to disclose bankruptcies, financial issues. Um, you know, divorce. Like if we've had if we're delinquent in divorce payments, anything like this. Um, anyways, all those things. It's it's in there, so you can go check on your person. You, you know, this this actually does get me thinking too. Uh, if you are, if you're looking to pay somebody, right, for training, coaching, mentoring, any of these things, right, are they licensed? What's their experience? Right? How do you know? Exactly. Like, and... Again, there's companies out there that have this model that I've seen that actually do a good job. But you've got to be asking yourself, it's like, wait a second, if, if I'm paying somebody $30,000, what, like, what, what is the qualification there? Do you know what I mean? And these are the things that you need to be asking yourself because, in, in fact, that's the funny thing. I, I say this to people all the time. I'm the happiest with a client. Like, I love it when a client is like, hey, I've got my attorney, my CPA. Do you mind working with them? Absolutely. I would love to get involved with those people because that means we've got really good professionals that we can work with here. And now sometimes those CPAs or attorneys are boneheads, but <laughs> for the most part, I'm like, oh, that makes me really, really, really happy. Whereas I've seen, I've seen some other mentor groups where it's like, no, 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 no. Don't work with those kinds of people. Just we'll, we'll take care of you. We'll take care of everything. We'll take care of your trust. We'll take care of this. We'll take care of it. It's like, whoa, pump the brakes, Right. Like that's, that's another thing. So vetting that vetting process, that licensing process, those things, it's like, are, are you even licensed? Like, can I even check? Is there any governing body over you that I can see if you're a bonehead? Yeah. So that's broker check is one. And then the other one you can look up if it's, if it's insurance, you can look up an insurance licensed insurance agent in every state. And generally you can just type in, go to Google and type in, you know, like in Utah, it's Utah division of insurance. It'll take you right to the sign and it says uh, uh, search for licensed uh, providers. And you can go in there, type in the person's name, and it'll show um, that that person's actually licensed, that it's an active license. So at the very minimum, right, that's not the only thing, but it's the very minimum you know they've gone through the proper channels to be licensed to at least do what they're talking about. And that broker check's a big one too because, again, you can just see how long they've had it. What if they just got their license last month? You can at least know that. It doesn't mean it's good or bad necessarily. It just means you just know that. Because if they say, oh, I've been, a, I've been an advisor for 20 years. Okay. You just got your license last month. What does that mean? That doesn't make any sense. I know I actually asked somebody about that once. I was like, I've been doing this a long time. They're like, wait, I, I only see your 65 back to like, I can't remember when I got my 65. I was like, no, I know, I know. I said, look, I, I was a seven long before that. A series seven, right? I was with a broker dealer. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I see what you're talking about. You know, it's like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just yeah, is it, uh, yeah, where did they come from? Were, were they selling used cars a week, a month ago? You know what I mean? And um, yeah, not that there's anything wrong with selling used cars, just well, how does that make you a financial expert <laughs> if you did that two weeks? If I was doing that, that two weeks ago, what are you doing with today? that? Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's, and what I love about it too is the, uh, the, the industry there we're seeing a lot more uh, barriers to entry come along right that are being implemented but still there's there's a lot of ways that you can put yourself out there as an investment advisor you know what else is interesting too now that i'm thinking about it like 
this is even kind of funny sometimes too in the self-directed world where you'll have custodians that don't give you investment advice because they're not licensed, but they may say, hey, if you pay for our gold standard fee, you get this or that. And it's like, again, you got to ask yourself, okay, well, wait, wait a second. Why, why, like, what am I paying for? What am I getting? So, yeah. So this is, this is, this is going to be called know your advisor. That's a really, yeah. You know, like you want to know your teacher, you want to know your no. doctor, you want to know your attorney, you want to know your advisor. What was that? What was that saying from the Vietnam War? Know your enemy. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that uh, um, General MacArthur? Know yeah. Your enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're your enemy. Know, know your enemy. Yeah, that's right. So obviously, know how they get paid, know what type of licenses they have, and what that means, that their license means, and uh, how you can do a little double checking on what they. What yep. they've been, and, what their and, license says. And, and, and I'll tell you this too, again, uh, the only reason I'm saying this is because hopefully we're kind of giving you a good example of, of what to look for, right? If a client wants to know how I'm paid, I will literally walk. In fact, I even walk through and I tell people literally how our billing works, which is so boring. And people are always like, I'm not paying attention to what you're saying. I, I, I want more transparency. Right. Because again, it's like, look, if, if, if you want the, the Robin Hood world that you do your own trading, you pick your own stocks, you do all this. I, I, I love it. I will tell you, I'll be the first one to say, go there. Don't don't work with me because you're going to pay me. But, you know, we work our we, we good gravy. We bust our we bust our butt every day. Right. So, yeah, I, I'm going to be paid for that. But I'm going to show you exactly how I'm paid. And I'm going to also make sure you understand every single penny of compensate. Example, like I'll, like one one little example of what I mean. This is what I tell people that they get bored with. We we don't charge once a quarter or once a year. We charge monthly, right? We take that fee and it's broken down per month. Like if if, you know, sometimes people pay us 1.25, sometimes they pay us 1, it just depends on a few variables, right? But let's just say somebody pays us 1%, right? Um you divide that out, right? It's like 0.008%, like it's a small number. Well, the idea is if somebody charges you once every six months and your account's growing, they're waiting till that, till that balance is actually higher to charge their fee because then they're collecting more dollars. Whereas we're charging a little bit every month. So if some months it's up and then down, it's like we're technically charging you at the lower dollar increments as it's growing. And, and if you do the math, somebody that charges you semi-annually or annually, you actually end up paying, even though it's the same even though it's the exact same percentage, you technically pay a few extra dollars, pennies over the year versus somebody charging you monthly, right? I built, we built the firm this way because I, every corner I want to give back and make it as easy and, and, and I want to have more dollars in my client's account anywhere, any way, shape, or form I can. Again, I'm still getting paid, but it's slightly more advantageous for my client, right? Again, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. It's just that's the kind of world I'm trying to, to work in. Is you I should want to be very transparent. Pat yourself on the back. Go ahead. There yeah. you go. <laughs> so, these are some things to look for. These are some things to ask. These are things to, to think about when it comes to getting investment advice. Yeah. Like yeah. It's your money. It's your retirement. So right. do your take, due diligence take control. on it. That's right. Take control. Do due your diligence. Do your due like diligence. All right. well, I think I like we covered it. it, Ty. That's a good one. I like that. We did. We did. I yeah. like it. Hopefully it wasn't too boring. We're not all schmucks. No, I don't think so. Are we? I don't think you're a schmuck. There's some that are. How, 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 how is your used car job going? Not too bad. Yeah? If you're going to make money, you're doing all right. sell, sell used cars. 
<laughs> sell used car, especially right now. Oh yeah, yeah. There's no supply. So in the coming weeks, look for some uh, some interview ones we're gonna do. We're gonna do one. Hopefully yeah. next week we got it scheduled. We'll you know we'll see if we can get it done next week. Also, yeah. Website tyandry.com. Go there. You can see all the uh, all the episodes and follow us on any of the podcast platforms or we got some Instagram accounts. Yeah, check us out on Instagram. Oh. Ty and Rye. And Facebook. We're on Instagram. The most popular one of all. Are we on Facebook? Yeah. We're. Oh, good. Ty and Rye. Oh, yeah, I never check. I don't ever check Facebook. Yeah. Well, that's it. Thanks, Ty. Appreciate your all time. Right. We'll talk to you Thanks, and see everybody next week. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ty and Rye, the Finance Guys podcast today. If you like what you heard, go ahead and hit subscribe. That way you won't miss any future episodes. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Ty and Rye Podcast. Also, check us out at myprosperteam.com. Thanks. We will see you next week.